You're listening to Open today's session with a quote. A quote from the episode we just watched. It says, The bigger you dream, the bigger you'll grow. Welcome back to the Korean Drama Podcast. <laughs> I'm one of your hosts, Steve. And I'm one of your hosts, Kathy. And I'm one of your hosts, Kim. And I'm very soothed right now. Mm-hmm. It almost felt like, um, like church, like a very soothing church. Mm. It's been a while since I've been to church, so maybe I'm wrong. <laughs> but it did kind of—that's what it invoked in me. Let's all let's all bow our heads in mm-hmm. prayer. Yes. Yeah, it had a very chill vibe. We, yeah, we are having a small group session uh, to discuss, you know, Korean dramas, mm-hmm. as mm-hmm. the Lord intended. As the as Lord, the and, Lord and also with intended. you, which was my <laughs> yes. brand and of church. And also with you. May the be with you. Mm-hmm. Yes. And, and also, also with you. With you. Mm-hmm. But they changed it. Oh, they, they did? Thought, yeah, yeah, they did. Oh, that's not about, that's not. Well, wait, what about, what is it now? <laughs> I don't know, because I haven't been to church in a long time. But it, I see. Oh, and peace be on to you or something like that. And also. Oh, wait, they got rid of the, and also to, they don't wish each other peace back No, you to do, each other? but the wording is different. Oh. Huh, hmm. man, it's been a while since I've been to church. I'm trying to think now too. <laughs> what, what, what the, what the sign off was? It sounds familiar, but God, I can't, I can't. You know, these days it's hard to remember anything. What life was like before this pandemic? Oof. You know, we need if you, flashbacks. We do need flashbacks. We do need flashbacks. Like we a need a Korean drama. drama flashback. I feel like every uh-huh. episode has started with one, which I'm not mad at. I'm, I will you know, say it helps. I, I I was happy that they they incorporated it because usually the the like recap of the previous episode is like four minutes long. I'm like I really don't need to see the the whole this whole thing, but this yeah. was like I liked how they wove in the flashback into the recap of the previous episode. Yes, <laughs> yes, it's like a Russian so, doll of recaps. Yeah, is. truly. <laughs> so we we're flashing back to Lindsay's childhood, and we find her getting dropped off at the orphanage by her mom. Really um, upsetting. <laughs> which is really sad. I can't believe you're allowed to do that because I don't think you're allowed to do that here. Like, you can't just drop a six-year-old child off and be like, I don't, I cannot anymore. Right? Yeah. I think that's illegal. I, I don't <laughs> know how that works in yeah. Korea. I, I don't know. Japan, I'm actually. I'm under the impression, at least like, at least from what research that I have done uh, about, like, uh, relinquishing your children at an orphanage in Korea, like, is that they will let you do it and they will let you do it with minimal, like, uh, personal information, um, which... I, I both understand and think seems very odd because, right, like it, it makes sense because they're like, OK, we want the child to be safe or whatever. Um, and if the parent feels that the child's not maybe in a safe situation for whatever reason. But then at the same time, I'm like, huh, so 
That's so odd that you could just do that. I I I don't have research. I just have personal experience. Um, when I lived in Japan for a little bit, uh, in my town there was an orphanage, and my Japanese wasn't that good, so I couldn't really understand the nuances of why some of these kids were there. Uh, I thought they were all orphans in the traditional sense, but apparently there's some kids who are admitted uh, and then they, they like see their parents maybe sometimes on the weekend or something like that. Huh. Some sort of uh, different style oh, arrangement. Yeah, you know what? I'm, I, I, gosh, I'm trying to think. And again, my memory is so bad right now in the pandemic, but I, I do believe that like, situations like that exist in Korea as well where the children live uh, at an orphanage during the week and then like on the weekend are like will go out with their parent I can't yeah. remember I can only assume that's like based on probably like a lot of like financial difficulty mm-hmm. I mean that, isn't yeah. that all, probably almost always the reason maybe yes yeah. it's, sometimes it's, you have illicit children and then you don't want your family to know there's a, it's all it's all very deeply entrenched with like you know women's rights and uh, poverty and mm-hmm. the patriarchy and you know all kinds of yeah um, broader broader social issues that that uh, are in our society. I feel like though we're given the implication that her mother drops Lindsay Lohan off and then disappears. And then, because she said she she promised she'd come back, and then she never did. She never said bye, right? She yeah, that. Yeah. yeah, yeah, which is really. And then, and not only that, Lindsay Lohan at that age is she's what, like nine or ten, not a little kid or like an infant. Like she's gonna remember this and bear this chip on her shoulder for the rest of her life. Oh, and boy, does she! I and who could freaking blame her? Uh, well, right. at first when she, because the people at school find out that she's an orphan and start giving her things because they pity her. But the first thing she gets is like a donut. And I'm like, well, that seems nice. I would like that. <laughs> yeah, I, like I read Mooncake on that. that. Yeah. And then like, it seems like that girl and maybe other students in the class have been giving her a lot of other stuff that she then tries to flush in the toilet. And I was like, no, no, no. <laughs> just like, just look at it. Like, just, like makeup wipes is not going to go down the toilet. Like a package yeah. of makeup wipes is not going to fit down the toilet. Just the, 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 the it's not going to fit. I, I was confused by that scene too. I had to rewind a little bit and realize that what she did was take the backpack of the student who was giving her milk uh, and donuts and dump uh, all her stuff <laughs> into the toilet as an act of revenge. Okay, I see. That makes a lot more sense. <laughs> that wasn't like her dis, like forsakening everyone's gifts to her. Or I like thought that. that's a hundred percent what it was, and I was like, I was like, girlfriend, that's never gonna go down the toilet. I, I mean, was it would have been funny that, that a, a milk and donut was like the straw that broke her back. Like, it's yeah. like I can't take it anymore. All these gifts. Well, I'll just say that if anyone wants to give me milk and donuts, I will not take your things and flush them down the toilet. I will be very grateful. Yes. Um, yes. Likewise. Uh, yeah. Well, so she says something that's really nice, though, where she's like, if no one's going to love me, at least like I'm going to love myself, which I think is Mm. a great vibe. Yeah. And I really thought that that was going to go in an opposite direction. (laughs) I thought that she was going to like I thought it was going to be much darker. And I was very relieved to find that it that she like 
created such a positive environment for herself. Yes, definitely, though, a positive environment with a chip on her shoulder because she still has that chip. Which I think is completely, completely merited. Oh, yes. Very Mm. reasonable. Um, But then we flash forward. We're back to where we left off. Yes. Our last episode. Um, Emily is, of course, pushing Lindsay's kissing face away from Roy Bullcutt. Um, And criminal law articles 32, Mm -hmm. which like. If she wasn't a hypocrite about it, I would actually be very well, impressed. Well, hold on. Uh-huh. We don't know for sure if she actually did kiss uh, Roy Bullcutt when he was oh, passed out. Oh, right. It might have been a dream. It uh, could have been his like nightmare. Oh, so maybe she's like, I don't get to do it, so neither do you. Yeah, I think that's what it's insinuating. Okay. Okay. That... okay, Emily, I see you. <laughs> okay. Okay, but uh-huh. here, here's my question, and I'll share my opinion first. Uh, do you guys like either of these like prospects love interest prospects for Roy because I don't really like either of them for him no I I have a different prospect for Roy <gasps> we'll get to it <gasps> oh. <laughs> I, I like Lindsay for Roy if she redeems herself which I think given that we're only on episode six I do think that she has a lot of time to redeem herself which one's Lindsay Sua yeah Sua I, I'm personally over Sua at this point. This actually, th- this episode made me feel even more frustrated with all her shenanigans and her self-sabotaging little little gimmicks and stuff. I'm I'm over it. Why? It's it's I I'm I'm of the same thought. I'm having a hard time keeping track of all of her stuff at this point. Um, all of her lies. Yeah, I just like, but I I'm like I'm confused and and. It, to jump ahead just the slightest bit, I did kind of understand more at the end of this episode because I was like, oh, she is self-sabotaging because she wants Roy to reject her so that she doesn't have to reject him so that she can freely, uh, you know, move up the ranks of Jongoko, uh, which makes sense. But it's just the the gymnastics of it is uh, I, I'm, I'm, I'm getting a bit, you know... Uh, it's very juvenile logic to think rather than just tell somebody um, like, I don't want to be involved with you. You have to go about this roundabout way to try to make the person hate you so that you are kind of like off the hook. For, but in a way you are on the hook because you created all this drama because you can't handle a serious direct conversation. It's because she loves him. Oh, no, God. no, no. <laughs> This mind, I'm not on this side at all. I very, you know, I, 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 uh, yeah. I, I, I will agree though. I, I can see that she's conflicted. Yes. I can see that. Yes, I can see that she's conflicted. I hope that she is able to redeem herself. I am, um, I, I'm losing steam on the on the Sua train personally. Like, it n- not about her as like a human. <laughs> Um, but in terms of like being uh, specifically in terms of like being Roy Bullcutt's partner. I see that. But I say let's give her some time to like simmer because we have another 10 episodes. We have another 10 episodes. But I think we can all agree that Emily is too young. Emily's too uh, young and she is scary. Yes, yeah, she she's scary. intense. Well, so <laughs> they're all together. Lindsay kind of weasels her way into the staff um, dinner for Dunbum, um, where she sees Puppy Dog and recognizes him. Um, she hasn't placed him quite yet, but she recognizes him. Um, 
And at this dinner, Emily gives Donbaum only three out of five stars, whereas Jenga Pup gets five out of five stars. So that's like Emily's being honest, which, you know, love an honest gal. Um, And then we discover Roy Bullcutt wants to franchise Donbaum. This all like, yeah, sure. Yeah, Yeah. sure. I mean, I think we kind of knew that because we knew this is all like a revenge plot. So like. Okay, let's. Yeah, but we'll get to that because holy shit. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Things pick up. Uh, oh, but we're man. gonna. Uh, but we're not gonna get ahead of ourselves because no, that even is we really the want to. holy. Oh man, yeah, that's oh, the holy boy. grail right there. <laughs> oh goodness. Woo! Okay. And just if you haven't watched this episode, but you plan to, just. Maybe watch you should only one? be listening to us if you've seen the episode. Let's just say that. Yeah. Or Wait. if you don't. Yeah. Or if you don't watch it at all and you just rely on us to very, um, you know, graphically recount it for mm. you. Or if you just like the sound fine. of our voice. Then yeah. that's then that's then that's then then we will explain this the, what happens at the end of this episode in extreme detail. Yes. Or if you're Mr. Cooper, happy birthday! Happy birthday, Mr. Cooper! <laughs> happy birthday, Dad! It was his birthday the <laughs> oh. other day. He's he. He appreciates it, but it, it uh, I, I am feeling a little bit like the monster at the end of this book, you know, that Grover mm-hmm. book, children's. Let's move on. <laughs> We're going to go with the children's book. You know, We're that book, talk about children's monster, books? the monster at the end of this book and Grover spends the whole book and he's like, there's a monster at the end of this book. Don't turn the page. Don't turn oh. the page. Honestly, I don't remember what happens at the end. I remember being like truly frightened of it as well, a child. Surely there's a monster, right? He, he sets it up. I think the, I think the monster's him because he's a because well I God I don't remember oh I thought there were, I thought it ended on the monster is you and it points oh that's right there's a little mirror in it the monster is you yeah 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 Cause, but he's he's just teasing it the whole book and so that's what we're doing with the mm. monster at the end of this episode anyway that was but there will be a monster <laughs> that was a, a really extremely a big... long tangent no I loved it I thought thank it was you great. God that's what we're here to do well speaking of mirrors. Um, oh. Emily confronts Lindsay Lohan in the bathroom, in the bathroom where there's a mirror. Nice. Where there's uh, a mirror, nice, lots of yes. them. Yes, and Lin- Lindsay Lohan um admits that she never called the cops on um on the minor incident. Um, thank God. Yeah, and they have a kind of like back and forth on who likes Roy Bullcut more. Um, but Lindsay points out that Roy Bullcut likes likes her, so Emily doesn't have a chance. So Emily says she'll destroy Lindsay, which seems like a crazy. Oh, Jesus Christ! My cat is. I'm so sorry. Well, <laughs> what's up, Georgia? Is this, uh, not technical difficulties. Organic difficulty. Yeah, sorry. She was just like she's fucking with my shit right now, <laughs> and it's fine. That's <laughs> the only time I've ever heard you curse, Kathy. <laughs> Oh, I feel like I cursed quite a bit. It's fine. Oh. She's she she's fine. She's gonna knock over something when we're recording, but it's fine. Um, <laughs> she love. truly does. She's like, but what about the cat drama podcast? I mean, <laughs> she Georgia and my cat are welcome to start their own <gasps> podcast because my cat's definitely like there is some. He's causing some drama because he's like, I don't get fed enough. And I'm like, that's not what the vet said. Mm. Anyway, I'm having a really hard time focusing tonight. (laughs) Well, so we're back with Joker and he is on his first date. He's in like his finest red suit with that heiress, Mm -hmm. the blind date heiress. And she orders for him and she orders a roast chicken, which, of course, reminds him of that horrific scene. Talk about terrible, terrible date. 
Yeah. <laughs> what? Also, like ordering a whole chicken for somebody on a date is like a, lot, a lot of food. Yeah, it is. It is. I, I do think that uh, Kylo, I, I'm going to add another title to uh, Kylo Ren because he's really playing the whole gamut of all the iconic films in, mm-hmm. in, in mm-hmm. Uh, film history. I think he's touched upon. He's he, not only is a Kylo Ren. He's also he's also been the Joker. Mm-hmm. And then he expresses himself through suits, basically. And so this <gasps> time on his date. He is. He turns himself into a clockwork orange. <gasps> oh, one that on my I'm screen it was familiar. like an orange screen. I've never seen it. I've never but seen. I, it. I, I believe you. you Wait, know what? actually, I'm not even sure if they do wear orange suits. But I just kind of, I don't know why that came up. Steve, in my head. you are anything that you have seen, we have not seen, and everything that we have seen, you have not seen. <laughs> That's totally. We complete all the films in yes. mankind. <laughs> I way. mean, probably, truly. I do yeah. like Clockwork Orange, and so shall he be named. Um, I think he was purposely trying to make himself look terrible for this date. <gasps> really? I thought it was a sharp suit. It was a bold choice, but it like fit his well. tie and then his shirt underneath was like this like weird green vertical striped shirt and like gray tie. Just like I think that he is too. Um, into fashion and the way that he looks like curated i guess that i, I don't think that he would try to sabotage yeah. his his look though you could be true you could be correct he could be i mean like yeah. him showing up late he's like oh sorry there's traffic that's like uh you did that on purpose yeah i mean yeah, we know sure. that he's not into it so that makes sense and then she orders the chicken which is a huge faux pas <laughs> on her part <laughs> um yeah but he's not into it but while no. he's on that date, Lindsay is with Darth father and recognizes puppy in the family photo. And she's like, oh, that's where I remember him from and rats him out to Darth father that puppy dog works at Don Bum. Which is like so fucked up. I was like, do, would it not occur to you for one second to think that maybe Darth doesn't know that puppy works at Don Bum? Like, mm. yeah, why blow everybody's business. cover? Also, mm-hmm. like. You know, Puppy's trying to remove himself from what appears to be at least at the very least a mildly abusive family situation. So you should let him set his own boundaries. Absolutely. Well, I guess that's the problem, too. Like all this stuff is under wraps. So uh, it's plausible that uh, Lindsay Lohan doesn't know about these these problems that Puppy's running away from. I also just feel that she and this is part of the reason why I'm getting off her train slowly is I I feel that she is too. um, She's too free with other people's business like she's Mm. like anything Roy tells her she goes and regurgitates right back to that is annoying and I'm like but but I, I understand this like situation you're in where you're kind of stuck in the middle of two worlds but. It doesn't mean that you have to be the funnel for all this information. You could opt to not say some of this stuff. Yeah, she really has no loyalty to him, but has time to redeem herself. So has we'll time see. to redeem herself. We'll we shall see. Yes, yeah. Well, the Joker comes in after his date. Darth Father is upset about this puppy news, but he wants Joker to kiss and tell, but nothing happened. Um, Joker then- does whisper, by the way, he's like, to, to uh, Lindsay Lohan Sua, he's like, but, but really nothing happened. He's so, yeah. he's so desperately trying to make moves on yeah. it. It's hilarious. That's the one th- redeeming quality about the Joker is that he likes her so much and clearly has since high school. But also it's like you killed a man um, and got away with it and like clearly feel no remorse. So, mm. And even if you hadn't done that, you're just like a mean person. Yes. Yes. 
you know, as as uh, this scene just makes me feel like as I'm getting off the Sua train, I'm starting to kind of eyeball the uh, the Joker train. <gasps> I'm starting to really appreciate this guy's this character more yeah, than and enjoy but... it more than Sua, I think. Okay, well, let's just pass enough uh, Barzi yeah, Bolton. Yeah, like, yeah. I, 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 don't, I don't agree with you, but I hear what you're saying. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, so, I acknowledge your statement. Yeah. As everyone said, Lindsay spills all the beans, like literally everything that was talked about at that um, staff dinner. She spills to Darth Father. Um, meanwhile, Emily is trying to revamp Don Bomb, wants Roy Bolcut to go on TV and wants to hire some more part time help with Roy, which Roy's like, OK, fine, whatever. But Emily runs into some drama when her mom finds out she's not at university and working this part time job instead and then kicks her out. Which is such a wild, it, it just seemed very heightened for what the situation was. Um, and I was really confused. I had to rewatch this part because so when so when they're all still in Darth's office, um, uh, you hear like who I assume is a secretary or an assistant of some sort say that your son is here. And then Darth is like, yes, send him in and bring us tea. And then the assistant brings the tea and then um, uh, Joker hands or no, I'm sorry. Uh, Lindsay is showing uh, Darth the folder of Emily and being like, this is the person who has revamped um, Don Bob. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And you see the assistant pause. And then the next scene is Emily's mom at work and her coworker brings this up. And I had to like rewind a couple of times. So I was like, is the assistant Emily's mom is the assistant, the person that works at the other store. And it wasn't, but I well, thought that was really odd. I thought it was weird that they made her stop too, because when the mom's coworker brings it up, she's looking at Emily's profile on her phone. Yeah. So it's not her that public she had, Instagram. Yeah. It's not that she had like back knowledge. So I don't, maybe that assistant was just like, taking a moment to be like, I'm the nosy assistant. You know, the actor's like, yeah, I'm going to yeah. add a little something special. <laughs> She's like, I'm going to give myself a little something. They didn't yeah. tell me anything. Yeah, I'll create I'll create some. Yeah, there's no small myself. roles, only small actors. And you know what? <laughs> I respect that. You, we noticed. We noticed. Shout out to you. You know, we, we in, in the Secret Garden season, we gave out a lot of shout outs to like Champagne Frank, et cetera. Mm-hmm. Uh, some other people who uh, we were fans of. And I, I want to give a shout out to this assistant because yeah. she was really. I mean, she had the whole it. like a like a bingo book, like pre- laminated sheets with like diagrams and like statistics on the ready to hand over to Darth Father. Like this is all the research I've already done for you. Like here's here's all you need to know. Yeah. And then. See. I think maybe, you know, I just realized this. Maybe they're contrasting all that legwork that the staff person did with uh, just some casual office gossip. And then somebody mm-hmm. pulls up on Instagram. Hey, look, here's your daughter. Like, <laughs> Here's what she's doing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. It was a little confusing, but it was a little strange. I, I didn't hate it. Um, but Emily is so calm when her mom kicks her out. It's wild. She, she's a sociopath. She's a sociopath. She like slightly uh, burns her mom and says that she can do something different than her mom. She can achieve both love and success, which I was like, oh, okay. Yikes. There All was right. a lot of backhandedness going on right yeah, there. Yeah, have some respect. Yeah. But, but she's having respect for herself too yes. at the same time. She's and I think that's nice. Yeah. She's saying she's living for herself, which we love. Um, 
But she's not really because she's living for Roy Bolka right now, which I don't. Which is a lot. He's too old for oh, you, girlfriend. That's friend. true. You're right. Yeah. I forgot about that. Damn Come it. Come on. Damn yeah. This pandemic. Well, speaking of Roy Bolcut runs into Emily right after she's been kicked out. Hold um, on, can I can I can I take a time out to acknowledge that that scene? The mom has a complete meltdown and screams out. Right? <laughs> yeah. She screams out, and that's guaranteed. Just like how I just did to clip on the audio recording. But mm-hmm. this is how pro. This is how next level Korean dramas have gone, because now. They know how to handle those kind of outbursts. Mm-hmm. No they, peeking. Steve always notices the peeking. They, they got the sound. No peeking, no clipping. Mm. They got that audio tight and professional. Look, man, they hired a new sound mixer. They were like, handle yeah. this. Mm-hmm, yes, exactly. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Um, yeah, just wanted to give a shout out no, to the sound shout guys. shout out to the sound mixer. Yeah. We notice your work. Sound engineers. Absolutely. Yeah. You may be behind the scenes, but you're in front of our hearts. Wow. Mm -hmm. And I agree. Mm -hmm. Couldn't agree more. (laughs) Well, after that epic confrontation, Roy Bolcut runs into Emily, as I said. Um, He says he knew she was working instead of going to university, but didn't stop her because he needs her, which is the first time he hasn't done like the overarching right thing. You know, usually he's very like following the rules and stuff like that. Mm, that's true. Um, mm-hmm. But he needs her to make Don Bomb a big firm. And Emily says they'll do it together, which is very sweet. But again, too young. Um, yeah. Meanwhile. And this Blue- is where she says from our intro, <gasps> if you were paying oh, yes. attention, the bigger you dream, the bigger you'll grow, according to the subtitles. What she actually said was. Mm-hmm. Um, let me see. Mm-hmm. Which means something like the size of one's dream will determine the size of your dish. A lot it's of a very metaphors. Very, mm. yeah, ambiguous, symbolic metaphor going on. Mm-hmm. Which also happened actually uh, in the scene right before. Uh, the mom says stuff that I noticed that the translations kind of watered down a little mm. bit. Oh, interesting. Which is like one of them was um, like she was like, you know, like I only wanted to say pretty things and show you pretty, pretty things. And then she melts down and says, I even raised you when everyone else thought I was a crazy bitch. Oh. Um, but it could also just be that I think um, when you translate it verbatim, in English, the the int- the the vibe just feels too crazy and extreme. Mm-hmm. But in reality, like the crazy and extreme language in Korean is really just run of the mill normal communication. Mm. The so th- the so translator can... the translator does not think that we are going to uh, appreciate the nuance of of the Korean language. No. Yeah, they're they're kind of just taking the liberty to translate the intention. Which I guess, you know, that's part of the job, too. Yeah. Mm-hmm. If you do it well. I mean, yeah. I can't translate anything at all, so I appreciate all the work yes, that they're to doing. The interpreters. <laughs> yes, shout, shout out. out. Shout out to the interpreters. But, mm-hmm. you know, feel free to, like, let us in on the food jokes and stuff yeah. like that. Because we get it. Yeah, just a little <laughs> footnotes. We'll read mm-hmm. them. Um, so Blue Hair has taken Emily and Paris's <gasps> advice and dyed their hair to black and everyone agrees it looks good which is such a small Impulse moment hair dye. but so nice I, yes 
I love I love this scene. I love you know what? No, forget it. I'm not gonna say it. <gasps> what? Say it. Okay, fine, I'll say it. I love Goon. I'm gonna oh, I call him Goon at yeah. this point. Oh yeah. But his like he's kind of a show stealer, I think. Oh my god. My I was he had me laughing out I loud in a couple of scenes. Yes, yeah. yes. Let's continue. Yes. Well, are you talking about when they because th- they start interviewing for this part time job and there's this like very beautiful woman who comes to interview and Goon is like tripping over himself to be like, oh, my God, I took screenshots of this. <laughs> I was like, it is so funny. But do you also notice like he's sitting in the background. You know what he's holding? A trash he's holding bag? a. Yeah, he's holding a bag of trash that he was going to take out. Now he's just cradling it in his arms. Just oh. like, oh, gawking I thought at his restaurant trash is the worst. <laughs> yeah. Trash. I thought oh. he was like done with his shift and he was holding like extra food he was going to take home. No. So then I was really appalled <laughs> when he starts throwing to. it around. Oh, oh my, my God. God. Great, great physical comedy to go. Really, like, really committed. I, a oh, hundred. You know, absolutely loved it. Give it, like, give that actor uh, a point of inspiration for absolutely. that. Absolutely, he did his little like shoulder shrug, like suddenly becoming this like cute little puppy dog, and then yeah. I, I also like the part when uh, blue hair changes the hair to black, and everyone's like, "Oh yeah, good looks good looks good." And then Goon's like, he's trying to play it off like he didn't try to hit on her the other day. He's like, "Yeah, hey, it's fine, I guess." <laughs> yeah, <laughs> so he's, good. He's very sweet. I do love him. Oh. Um, yeah. Well, okay, so then they're interviewing part-timers, and then who should show up? Wait, but, wait, wait, but oh. wait, really quick before oh. we go on. I wanted to ask a question. Is it normal because the beautiful woman who I thought they were actually going to hire, turns out they don't, um, but I, I I wondered if it's normal to call someone opa in a job interview. Yes. Um, she's being flirty. She's okay, that's why I, thought, I was knows, like... She knows, she knows. I was she like, knows. uh... She's kind of playing like this, like, cutesy ditzy kind of like oh like charming you know person mm-hmm. yeah mm-hmm. Yep. totally mm-hmm. but it doesn't That's work fair. on emily she doesn't no she is not amused during that whole doesn't work no. on emily and it didn't work on me either i was like i no. i don't yeah. well her no. i mean i don't want to get too into it but her work history was a little sus like she was like oh i'm not i quit my other job because i'm gonna enter school and i don't have time and it's like why do you think you have time for this job then it also was really interesting because it seemed like she was I, I thought at first like she was like a celebrity or something because of the way that Hat was reacting or Goon was reacting. But then in the end, <laughs> she just simply worked at another restaurant and she, people know her she worked at the that? place that they went to earlier with the the, um, oh. the bald gay uh, Korean celebrity. Oh, oh right. so she 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 works at like a, a like an upscale, like trendy. Yeah. Yeah. So, it's, you know, uh, Roy and the gang, they've all drank there. That's where that's um, Lindsay Lohan's favorite bar to go to uh, to drink by herself. Um, But yeah, her excuse that because I'm going to be going to school, like she makes it sound like that she couldn't have worked something out with uh, Hong Seok Chun, who is a very nice guy, as I understand, and would have reasonably reasonably accommodated her schedule. I would. Oh, so she was trying to throw her hat into Mm -hmm. the hole. Perhaps. Everybody, everybody Perhaps. loves Roy Bullcut. No, no. Yeah, maybe we already got too many cooks in the kitchen, but not actually. Well. They don't. Yeah, they do need more cooks. Yeah. They need more cooks in the kitchen. But, but we already got flirt. too many, too many women who work in the food industry who are interested in, yes. you know, marrying Roy. Yes, yeah, yeah. we can't have more. Oh, but man. who should show up at the end of auditions for the yes. part timer? But the black man from the credits who we've been waiting. Tony. Yes, Tony. Oh my God! I've been calling oh. him Mister Manners because he is so polite. 
I loved I loved our intro to Tony. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I just he it was just so fun. Tony and- Kim, nonetheless. Yeah, which I, I thought it was hilarious because it's like you don't expect that kind of name. Yes, and he insists he's Korean. He never speaks English. Mm-hmm. Even yeah, though they, they they assume he speaks English, they're like, because Emily is like, I'm the only one that speaks English, so we gotta hire this guy. And he was like, I'm Korean. Right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he never speaks English. I'm not sure that he can because he never answers in English. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, I mean, I, I like I 100% think that he's Korean. Yeah. I think that I can't remember which parent he said was Korean, but I, I 100% believe that he is Korean and grew up yeah, in Korea. Born and, and raised. Yeah. yeah. And uh, he's just kind of like uh, upsetting everyone's assumptions about who he should be or or what language he can speak. Yeah. Which is such like a beautiful like uh like fuck you because like from the writers because like I know that that's um that uh what am I trying to say here like it's it's just it is it's like them saying like oh you don't expect people who don't look like you to speak the language and to be Korean but Korean people are all kinds of people and I just loved that mm-hmm. yeah Definitely. Steve I wanted to ask you a question mm-hmm. um and again I <laughs> I'll, I'll share my personal anecdote first when I go places in Koreatown oh, yeah. um people speak English to me oh, they okay. like they're like you don't you definitely don't speak Korean we could tell. And I'm like, how do you know? And I don't. Huh. But I'm like, how do you guys know? Is it because of how I'm dressed or like whatever? Mm. And so I was curious if when you go into places in Koreatown or wherever, if people speak Korean to you. Yeah. Koreans know. Mm. Koreans know. Yeah, I'm like, number one. I'm in like, knowing. me and Tony, I'm like. <laughs> yes. Number one in assuming things that you don't really know for sure. <laughs> I was like, damn, I, yeah, I really, I really have, you know what, uh, you know what it is that all it is, is this. Cause here's what, here's the deal. Like when I go to Korea and for example, there's like a shopping district called Dongdaemun in that area. And like, it's just wall to wall street vendors and merchants and people like literally grabbing your arm. Be like, Hey, come look at my sales. And like, I'm like, Oh, okay. They all, they can immediately tell just from looking at me. That I'm not Korean, Korean. Mm, mm-hmm. mm, they yeah. can tell you're American. Yeah. So there's different levels to it, right? Yeah. Like in K-Town, I can, you know, they probably think I'm a K-Town boy. But then when I go to Korea, they know American. Mm. And I don't know what it is. It's probably, probably style, fashion, mm-hmm. you know. It's well, you think my, you don't think of my University Iowa. of Iowa sweatshirt <laughs> reads I Korean swear to you. To you? If you wore a Harvard sweatshirt or Stanford, <gasps> then they would speak Korean. To we you. should do an experiment. We should. Ooh. Next okay, time, what is it? We're going to send you or, into K-Town with a Harvard sweatshirt and we'll see what oh happens. Oh my yeah, gosh. Yeah. I mean, it's always like a really big deal to me. Like I was, I was so proud. I was at, um, I was at H-Mart. Like this was just a couple months ago, like in the pandemic. And I was in there and uh, I thought that the person in front of me in line had cleared the like six foot line in front of me um so i started putting my food on the the belt and i was like well away from this person and the cashier started yelling at me mm-hmm. in korean and i had no idea what she was saying but i was like wow oh. thanks for thinking i know what you're saying <laughs> it was a compliment to you at the moment <laughs> yeah she was like i assume she was like get behind the line it's not your turn yet and i was like yeah you're like smiling you're like oh you're like, we yeah. did it <laughs> i'm one of you guys <laughs> oh. we're the same 
<laughs> that's funny that's hilarious. anyway i brought us off on a completely different tangent and, and oh but the other thing i wanted to say about tony is he kept saying coolio oh like, did he i didn't notice yeah and oh he is that what he like, was saying that's what i thought he was saying he was like oh yeah coolio and then roy was like cool <laughs> Oh, oh, I didn't catch that. I thought he was saying "call," like the the way Koreans would say "call," like a, a, a poker move, like "call." Oh, Koreans. But the thing is, it was you're right. No, my explanation doesn't make any sense because Koreans <laughs> understand that "call" or "call" means that you're down, like you're in. Uh, so, but in that scene, we see clearly that everyone's confused by him saying. I guess he's saying "coolio." I thought you said cool, like just slang, like Coolio. Yeah, yeah, cool. Yeah. Coolio. Mm. Might have to rewatch yeah. it, but hmm. okay. I'm a big fan. Big Tony fan. Kim, welcome to the Welcome. Stack. Tony. Tony, we love Tony you. Tony. Good, good accent. Good pronunciation. Uh, yeah, yeah. I was talking about Tony, but I, I guess oh. you. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> not Kim. <laughs> uh, well, a Kim, but not. Yeah. My, me, and my, me and my brother, Tony Kim. Mm hmm. Tony Kim. Damn. He could be your... <laughs> yeah. Well, Lindsay is stalking Roy Bullcut, but she's not the only one stalking because uh, Clockwork Orange is also stalking her and, like, sees her tell Roy Bullcut again not to like her because she's going to be loyal to Jenga. Same old story. Um, <laughs> and then later, Darth Father tells Joker that Roy Bullcut isn't a real threat to his business he's just um testing Lindsay lowen to see who she's loyal to because she knows their friend he knows their friends which is evil real mm. bad yeah so then later roy bulkhead goes to his pre-interview with best pub ever which is like the tv show that emily set up for him but who should be there but clockwork orange and which completely makes sense it, obviously yes that, yes um <laughs> what I, when they when they opened the door and walked into that room i just had to chuckle because it's like in a city of over 26 million people <laughs> this show makes it seem like there's only like two or three places one can be and they're always running into each other on the street yes or, like, right really it really makes it seem like itaewon is like a block yeah yeah because everyone keeps running into everyone Pretty much. Yeah. Well, they and I did. I did think uh, just ahead of the big, the big, the big reveal. Mm -hmm. Like I did think this was like a little bit hokey, but I was like, eh, it's a Korean drama. Like, haha. Like you know, he's he's always everywhere. Yes. Well, they're really awkward in the meeting, but after the meeting, Clockwork Orange tells Roy Bullcut that he's interested in Lindsay Lohan. That Clockwork Orange wants to marry her and is interested in her. And that Lindsay Lohan only is nice to Roy Bullcut out of pity. But then Roy Bullcut says the best comeback I've ever heard. And he says, well, I'm sure she wouldn't want to marry a murderer. And I was yeah. like, oh, fuck. Oh, there I go again. <laughs> His oh, face goes snap. pale. Yes. It, it was already pale before, but it gets even paler to a degree. Which is like so funny that he like forgets that he killed this guy's dad. Like, yeah. how do you forget something like that? Oh. Oh my god. Not only that, he was about to beat you in Yeah, he almost a, killed you, dude. Stone. Yeah, he almost you killed his dad. He almost killed you with his two human hands, like Yeah. Like you killed his dad on accident. He like tried to kill you. You know he, what I mean? Mm -hmm. He went 
to jail for attempted murder. Yeah, for only three years. But for attempted murdering you. Yes. Yeah. Uh, but then Joker lays out all his cards because he tells Roy Bullcut that he's only like they're only using him to like assess Lindsay's loyalty and he got Lindsay in trouble at work and that like bums him out. Oh, okay. This makes more sense because I was like confused why they kept calling him the assessor and I rewound a couple times. I was like, I don't understand it, but that makes sense. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Actually, that was a good scene between uh, Darth Father and Son. It's like, one, I have to give a shout out to uh, Clockwork Orange, Kylo Ren, Joker. Um, Man, I just appreciate this guy more and more each episode. I'm telling you. Because like the The actor or the character? Well, I guess the actor, you know, the the act, like the laugh he does, he has this like mm. bird, like chirping laughter, like, mm. like the way uh, like a douchebag who's been yelling too much at yes. people would laugh because his like vocal cords are shot and he just doesn't know how to like speak from his, his core rather than his throat. You know, he's trying to just mm. over assert himself. And so in that scene, he's sitting down with father and you think it's like a you know, a wholesome father-son moment. But of course, you know, it's Darth Father, so we're it's not going to be that. Um, and Darth Father is, you know, spouting off all this, like, Sith knowledge about how to work for passive income <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, rather than working hard for your active income or whatever. And then- Oh, shit! What? Okay, hang on. <laughs> what just happened? I'm coming. It's to, I can't. I can't. We're not at that point yet. But we passed it. I'm rewinding back a little bit. No, no, no. No, I know, but point. we're not at the point where I can freely discuss the <laughs> oh, oh, realization okay, okay. that I just had. Let, let me write this. But down. I, I do want to give a shout out to the actor when he's confused by his father's usage of the word assessor, and he's like, "Huh?" And then his father explains, uh, and then Kylo Ren's like, "Oh, an assessor!" <laughs> and starts chirping. Like this, like, just like, and you can see in that moment, at least in my eyes, I saw, oh man, he's so desperate for his father's approval. He's trying to laugh and have a good time at anything, anything, even if it means like putting down somebody who's lost his like dad and his family because of himself. Yeah. 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 He's a bad dude. Well, let's not get on his train. Remember, Steve, we're not, we're not on his team. Okay, Steve, I should just clarify. remember, I should... we're not on his train. Yeah. You know, it's a train that looks like him, but it's really the actor's train, I think. Is we right. can be okay. on the actor's yeah, train I think, I think for sure. Yeah, but for I, I, sure. You know what? I do love, though. I Uh-oh. do love seeing scenes How he killed where... someone? <laughs> I do love whenever they have a flashback back to the chicken thing. No. I do love when oh. Roy... <laughs> It's when it's Roy versus Kylo Ren. Mm-hmm. I, I love those scenes because yeah. that's when mm. we see this deranged part of Kylo Ren that I just like, I'm just like magnetically attracted to for some weird reason. Yeah. <sighs> I have a bit out? of an opposite feeling yeah. when we see the side of Kylo. I'm it's like, so good. why are you so full of yourself? Like you full oh. on murdered somebody. The girl that you like, like doesn't like you, which is not a character flaw, but like you continue to, you know, try to get her to like well, you and you're mean to people. Yeah. Part of that might yes. be the part of the reason why she doesn't like him, though, might be because he's never taken responsibility for killing that man. And because, yeah, he's he's mean and he's a murderer. Yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, she didn't like him even before. But that that's because she was happened. mean. He was mean. Yeah. Remember, he was bullying glasses, Charlie. Not saying why I'm. Not saying. Oh, okay. Not saying. 
Okay, Not let's saying. let's move on. Okay, to okay. Let's well, okay, so best pub, the TV show cancels <laughs> on them, and Roy Bullcut won't tell Emily why. Um, he's very cold. They run into Emily and Roy Bullcut run into Lindsay again on the street, and of course, Roy Bullcut is very cold to her. Um, but then Emily pulls Roy Bullcut aside, and she's like, "I've never played a game." Uh, with a handicap and I'm not going to play this game with a handicap right now and reveals that Lindsay isn't the one that called the police. So Roy Bullcut goes to find her and confronts her about it. And he apologizes to her, which is like, dude, why are you apologizing? Um, He tells her to like, wait a little longer and he'll find her. She'll, oh, she'll be, he'll be fine. So she could do whatever. And then chases the bus. He's on, she's on. He it's basically like, says, I'm sorry for making life difficult for you at Jenga Corporation, but I'm not sorry. Yeah. Uh, so, because I want you to keep hanging in there for me. I'm sorry I'm being selfish, but not sorry. Yeah. And then he's like, but he he he's like, not only will I like basically avenge you, but he's like, I'm going to destroy your workplace. Right. Like <laughs> because before, before he was like. I I'm going to be cut. Remember back when he was in jail and she visited him in jail. He was like, I'm going to become rich so that like, basically he's like, I'm going to become the the man that you deserve to be with and the man that you want to yes. be with. And uh, I see, I see the logic of being like, you know what? I want to be like monetarily successful so that I can provide for this person who I deeply care about. But to, he goes a step further. He's like, not only am I going to, you know, become this rich man that you want to be with, I'm going to destroy your workplace because it's making you upset. Mm. Not only that, Netflix translators took, took the liberty to kind of gloss over this part as well. Mm. He literally says in Korean, I'm going to make you an unemployed bum. <laughs> <laughs> But he's like, he's doing it with love, right? Because he's like, yeah, your job's yeah. not making you happy. You are more than your job. So let's yeah, get yeah. you out of there. It's, yeah, it's, which it's, is completely yeah. like, I 100% like, what a wonderful, what a wonderful, like, thing to have a person so supportive like that in your life. Yeah. But it's one thing to be like, let's get you out of there. Let's find you a different job. Or like, I'll make enough money to provide for us both. He's like, let's burn your career. Like, let's burn the place where you work to the ground. Yeah. We're just going to get rid of it. We don't like it. Yeah. Yeah. At first, when Roy Bolko was about, you know, setting up a 15-year plan, and mm. I was like, okay, well, you know, that's good. That's like good thing. That's a good thing. Um, and then now it's kind of like, I'll destroy this conglomerate empire but it's with a, my one little shop. It's evil. Let's remember that. So he's destroying something that's evil. And that, that is allowed true. for okay. one, maybe two murders, maybe more. <laughs> The murder Maybe of the more. chicken, for sure. I mean, it, <laughs> like true. if there, if we've seen, if we've seen one murder, we have implied that there was the second That's murder. True. There's right. got to be more murders. Yeah. More corruption. Where, like you know, yes. Yeah. If you dig a little deeper, well, right after that confrontation, Roy Bull cut calls someone, and who should it be? But glasses, Charlie. Glasses, Charlie. Welcome back. Welcome oh back. my god! I thought at first that he was calling um the gang guy. That's what the, I like, thought. That's too. what I thought too. Yeah, and then I was like, "Who the hell's this guy?" Yeah, and then he whipped around with the glasses. I was like, "I'd recognize those glasses and anywhere." I, oh oh, oh. <laughs> oh those, my god! Those black wireframe mm -hmm. glasses. 
fit for a nerd. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, good thing he's a nerd because he's managing Roy Bolcut's hedge fund now. Uh-huh. You see all those monitors on, on his mm-hmm. wall? There's like nine different screens. <laughs> yeah, you'll need it's... some glasses for that. Some blue light glasses. Protect your blue eyes. Blue light glasses. Mm-hmm. Brought right. to you. Brought to you by Glasses USA. Mm-hmm. Just kidding. But I do need a new pair of glasses. So if anybody who's a glasses company wants to sponsor us. We'll I gladly have extremely accept. bad eyesight. Oh, we won't flush it down the toilet. Yes, we won't. Moving we on. <laughs> well, Roy Bullcut invests all his money, all his assets into Jenga Corporation. And I just want to pause here for a second because I looked it up. I was like, because Roy mm-hmm. Bullcut asked Glasses Charlie, how much money do I have? Glasses Charlie says, you have 1.9 billion won. I was like, how the fuck much money is this? This seems crazy. It's $1,672,012.73 U.S. dollars today, which is March 10th, 2021. You know, that's actually not quite as much money as I thought it was. Um, Oh, really? It is a lot of money, but he... (laughs) Well, I mean, maybe corporations are different in... um, in Korea, but when I think of like our biggest food corporations, I'm like that. That seems like it would buy you a lot of stocks, but maybe not all of them. Granted, I don't know anything about stocks, so I don't know what I'm saying. Yeah, I also don't. I also don't either. But yeah. here's where I can also say. So going back to what you guys were saying about when, uh, when when Kylo is in Darth's office and there and Darth is like, you're you're not like letting your money work for you or whatever it was that he was saying. And then we see that Roy has yes. been. Yes. Roy has been. And I've been secretly harboring this thought, or maybe I said it out loud before, but I think that the reason that Darth Father hates Roy so much is the classic reason of he sees himself in Roy mm. and he knows the potential that Roy has to truly become successful yeah. because mm. he sees himself in him. Well, he didn't know until the moment that his secretary or his his like assistant tells Darth Father in front of his employees that how much stock Roy Bullcut now owns. And it's because it turns out he bought a ton of stock. Eight years ago, remember when he's exiting jail, Joker's on the TV because he's ruined the company's reputation. The stock plummeted. That's when Roy Bullcup bought in. Which is like, oh, oh, it's so perfect because he got released from jail. Then he got access to the money that his dad left for him. And remember, he was like, uh, 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 God, what the mercer <laughs> name? Uh, Lindsay was like, you have the money that your dad gave you. Like, why don't you start a restaurant with that? And he's like, no, like it's it needs to mean something. And it turns out he's invested it. Yes. So Darth Father and everyone who works at Jenga, slow-mo, all Star Wars like walks into Don Bomb before it opens. And um, Don and Darth Father realizes in a voiceover that Roy Bolka is planning his doom. But Roy Bullcut bows very low and welcomes Darth Father to Dunbaum when Darth Father tells Roy Bullcut that he wanted to see him. And Roy Bullcut says, the feeling is mutual. Ah! Oh, my God. <laughs> this. Oh, my God. I love the action movie vibes mm-hmm. here. Like the cinematography, oh. very strong. The directing, very mm-hmm. strong. Shout the out, acting, very out. strong. Like. Everybody really doing their best work in this scene. Mm-hmm. I was so freaking mm-hmm. impressed. It like 
it was it was a uh, it was such yeah i just i absolutely great. loved it that was great who knew hospitality could get so dramatic oh, oh my god well, if you work at a restaurant who freaking you know knew? i mean i do have a question though how much stock does or how much like of the percentage of the company does roy own now um, I don't know, but I just saw on the chart that he was the number four investor. Oh, number four. Oh, my God. And King um, has a huge investment, too, right? King has right. like 25%. Well, I watched the, I also watched the the preview at the end. Uh-huh. Did you watch it? Yeah. Okay, I don't want to spoil it if you don't, if, but. No, just go for it. Well, in the like one minute preview that they show at the end. Um, it looks like in next week's episode, uh, Kong and Roy Bolka are going to have a meeting <gasps> together. Ooh, yes. Right. Be- so I bet they're going to team up. Ooh, I right. hope so. Because I bet her father was murdered by Jenga, too. Oh, my God. Oh, snap. I bet so. I bet so. I mean, it's amazing to me that he got all these stock tips from this culinary book. That he's been rereading in prison for two years. Uh, I need to find this book. Mm, yeah, needs to teach me what the GameStop stuff was about. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> and then he just discarded it on a table at a bar. Yeah, I hope that guy read it. He could make some yeah, money. I hope so. Oh, that would be crazy. Mm-hmm. He just comes out of nowhere. I read the book that you left behind. <laughs> oh my God. Yeah, and he becomes another majority stock owner. And then that guy and Kang and uh, Roy Bullcut all become the majority shareholders of Jango Co. Oh my In just God. 10 more episodes. Just 10 yeah. more episodes. It's crazy that this much has happened already in six episodes, yes. though. That's true. They, they're not wasting time with uh, nothing here. No. Um, and I appreciate that. I appreciate it, too. Shout outs to the writers. Shout out. Shout out to everybody who works on the show. Gosh. Shout out to the PAs because no one shouts you out enough. Oh, my gosh. Shout out to the catering and the crafty. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Whoever's making all the kimbap rolls on set, Mm -hmm. you know, shout outs. Shout out. people alive. Gosh, Mm -hmm. would would love to have a kimbap roll on set. Usually it's just like, at least on the sets that I've been, it's like a box full of like the kimbap sushi roll. Mm -hmm. But they're instead of being pre-cut, it's just like a giant roll sausage you just like, <laughs> it's like a hot dog foil. yeah you just eat it like a hot dog uh-huh. <laughs> oh my gosh wow well that's really quite something you learn something new every day mm-hmm. every day learn something new i learn something i feel like every episode there's some sort of uh after school special kind of like moment usually from roy or maybe um jojo emily in paris but yeah, there's some sort of wisdom that's always imparted. Mm-hmm. And I appreciate that. It's like being at church. At, there you go. Amen. Amen. Amen unto you. They changed and also, it. Oh, and yeah. also with you. Mm-hmm. You know, what? I do want to give a final shout out uh, of that scene between uh, Emily and Paris Jojo and her mom. Because I think what the mom does is very typical of a certain generation of Korean or maybe Asian parents, especially immigrant parents. It's like they they do the whole guilt trip and emotional manipulation of, I sacrificed all this to give you the best. Mm-hmm. Like, I didn't do this so that you could work at a restaurant. I want you to go to university and get married and with the career and all that. And I'm like, man, like, how typical is that? And 
in those instances, it's like, I don't know if it's thanks to uh, Emily Jojo's sociopathy tendencies, but she doesn't play into that. She sees right through the manipulation tactics. She keeps a cool head, tries to calm her mom down and be like, look, mom, it'll be okay. Don't worry. You raised me better than this in a slightly more backhanded way. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, she might not have meant to, though. It's just like how it came out. But yeah, it was very backhanded. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there was a little bit of that, I think. But also, you know, it's like, I appreciated that scene. I was like, yeah, you know what? That That's, we don't have to always play into these crazy, emotional, dramatic scenarios. And Emily chose not to. And that concludes this week's uh service <laughs> thank you, you be to, well you have to have a pr- processional right oh we have to play out with some music oh, yeah. uh, the, the, you uh, make, make me me Thanks for listening to the Korean Drama Podcast. Our producer is Marvin Yue, and our executive producers are Will Choi, Phil Yu, and Joanna Lee. Follow the Korean Drama Podcast on Twitter at Korean Drama Pod, and if you haven't, give us a rating and review on Apple Podcasts or Podchaser. The Korean Drama Podcast is part of the Potluck Podcast Collective, a collective of Asian American hosted podcasts featuring unique voices and stories from the Asian diaspora. Learn more about Potluck and our fellow Potluck podcasts at podcastpotluck.com. Hi, I'm Marvin. And I'm Rira. We're the host of Books and Boba, a book club and podcast dedicated to books by Asian and Asian American authors. Every month we pick a book by an Asian author to read and discuss on the show. We read a wide variety of genres from contemporary to historical fiction, fantasy to memoirs, and crime thrillers to romance. Some of our past book club picks are Pachinko by Minjin Lee, Sorcerer to the Crown by Zen Cho, and Devotion of Suspect X by Keigo Higashino. We also go over what's new in the Asian American literary world and chat with some talented Asian authors about their work. So whether you want to start reading for fun again or diversify your TBR list, we got your Asian literature cravings covered. For more info, check out our website at booksandboba.com. You can listen to us on iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, and wherever you find your podcasts. Part of the Potluck Podcast Collective.